Hey, this is Dave from the Old Dirty Basement. Today's episode is about Grady Styles Jr., a.k.a. the Lobster Boy, who suffered from ectrodactyly, or electrodactyly, or ectrodactyly. We pronounce it a bunch of different ways during this episode. Apologize for that. Anyway, this guy was so horrible, the funeral home could not get pallbearers to carry his casket. That's a shame. But like us, once you hear his story, you might not feel so bad for him either. Also, don't forget to meet us here every Wednesday in the Old Dirty Basement for Vintage Cinema Review, where every week we review and give you the facts on some of our favorite films and some of your favorite films from the past. If you're enjoying our show, please hit that five-star rating and leave us a review. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the tale of The Lobster Boy. This is the old dirty basement, home to debauchery, madness, murder, and mayhem, a terror-filled train ride deep into the depths of the devil's den, with a little bit of humor and history. I'm your announcer, Shallow Throat. Your hosts are Dave and Matt. I love you, Kate Beckinsale. Call me sometime. Hey, this is Matt. And this is Dave. And welcome to the Old Dirty Basement. Where every week we cover a true crime. Or a compelling story. So sit back. Relax. And comprehend. Hello, hello out there to old friends and new. And welcome back to the Old Dirty Basement. Let's dust off these Belco doors again, open them up and clear the cobwebs, and we'll get down to some business. I am Matthew. And this is Dave. And today we have a story for you called The Tale of the Lobster Boy. Tale, like T-A-I-L? Or T-A-L-E, whatever fits your fancy, Dave. Yeah. This is actually a really good story we have for you guys. When you hear the facts we have for you today... It's been introduced in a lot of things that I don't think people put two and two together and come up with this, but I'm sure you've heard this story before, or parts of it. Yeah, I've seen this in movies and, and TV shows, but wasn't aware that it was an actual condition or people actually had this, so this was very interesting to research and find out about. Yeah, Dave, our story starts in Gibbonston, Florida, a town most of us have never heard of and was at the time a haven for circus performers and freaks. But before we get into that... It's time for some foreplay. Hey, not that kind of foreplay. Here are four hints to give you a taste of what's to come. Silver chair. Raider's hat. I-U-D. Deadpool. And now, time for some history. Gibbonston was one of the few places in America that was zoned to accommodate circus animals on a residential property. I would like to see the rules of their HOA, Dave. <laughs> no doubt on that. This place was called Bullfrog Creek, and today there are still landmarks and circus equipment left there as reminders. A place of the bizarre, and this place doesn't exclude murder. Yeah, I mean, on that HOA situation, we live in a very strict HOA, and I could not imagine us trying to get away with some of these things on our properties. Well, we do live in a neighborhood where you have to have the same street lights, you have to have the same trees in the front yard. And this place sounded like it was kind of a uh, cornucopia mix of the freakish. Yeah, you could put circus equipment, circus animals. Performers lived there in the off-season. I mean, it was anything goes. And from what I had read on it, it was like a trailer park. I don't know if the whole town was trailer park 
or what the deal was, but I could just imagine going out having your coffee in the morning and there's a tiger shitting on your lawn. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't want to on, on the yeah, way out to get the paper. Yeah. The bearded ladies out, you know, getting the mail out. Yeah. Waving hi to her. It just seems like it'd be an odd place. But for these people, it was just normal life and they would all congregate there in the off season. Well, like you said, it's normal for them, but for us to see them, we, we would think of it as very strange. Grady Stiles was born in 1937 in Pittsburgh, PA. He was born deformed with a genetic condition known as ectrodactyly. This is a deformity of the hands and feet and is sometimes called split hand and foot malformation. Grady Stiles' hands look like lobster claws and his legs ended below his knees and were abnormally formed. These features gave him the name Lobster Boy. Stiles could never walk properly and got around in a wheelchair. He did, however, become quite good at maneuvering himself with his arms and developed tremendous upper body strength. So it looks like this condition could affect the hands and the feet or sometimes just the hands and it, and your hands would be in like a claw shape. I would imagine with hands like that, if you were driving through the wrong neighborhood and trying to wave at somebody, they might get the wrong idea, think you're throwing gang signs up, you can get shot at. Yeah, I think uh, cops were called around the trailer park neighborhood quite many times for just waving hi to people. Yeah, I mean, it could, could have been a gang. I could see that happening mm-hmm. up in the Northeast somewhere, Boston area, yeah, maybe Maine. Fish. But definitely a unique condition. And if you could picture in your mind, your four big fingers kind of melted together and then just one like really big thumb is kind of what the condition looked like. And at his knees, they would be bent kind of like the same way as his hands. So it's kind of like folded and folded at the hands. So a very strange looking malformation. Grady Stiles was born into a family that included six generations who also had been born with ectrodactyly. His grandfather and dad were part of a carnival sideshow act that began including Grady Jr. by age seven. Most seven-year-olds, I mean, that's that's what, like first grade? Yeah. They're just, you know, by that time learning to maybe read and write and things like that. Yeah, this kid's in the first cage uh, learning how to snap and bite. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like a lobster. Some people would find Grady, the lobster boy, amazing, but a lot would also consider the young boy a freak, call him names, and harass him. The circus freak show paid very well for the Styles family, but Grady Jr. grew up resenting it. He began to turn to alcohol to ease his pain. So Freak Show was actually the name of an album by Silverchair. I think, and, it was, I think it was their second album. And they were from Australia. Yeah, from Down Under. Yes. But on that album cover, I do remember the picture, but I didn't realize that that's actually Grady Styles. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize that either. They were like, yeah, Silverchair, Grady Styles. Yeah, they were. Land Down Under, Men at Work. Yep. They were actually, back in the 90s, like, I think they were, like, 15, 16, and they put out their albums. They were kind of like Nirvana Light, if you remember. Yeah, I have a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> what, Nirvana Light? Yes. <laughs> Where'd you get that? It's online. Uh-huh. It's, um, you need to look at it. You guys probably won't find it. Yeah. It's out there. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but no, Silver Chair, I do remember that. But when we were researching this, and I saw it, I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Didn't know that. I don't know if it was that exciting, but <laughs> it was. Silver chair album. It, it was, you know what I mean? But yeah, so that dickhead was on the cover. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, so I'm going to have to check that explicit rating on this yes. episode now. But anyway, Grady Styles was on the cover of that, and the Silver Chair was like Nirvana with accents. While Grady Jr. was working on display, a woman named Mary Teresa, who worked with the carnival, became infatuated with the lobster. Now, the Stiles family had these birth defects from ectrodactyly for about 100 years. So, wow, these ladies, man, they like lobster. You bring that to dinner, you're going to get lucky. Yeah, I mean, I can see where looking at 
this condition as they grow older, there might be some sexual appeal there. Looking at the shape of the the claws and it makes you wonder if it was that, or maybe this guy just had a great personality or his immense lobster strength. Yeah, it it could have been, but this guy, I guess like he didn't have much trouble in that area, you know, from what I've read. Was there other deformities that look like lobster? I I haven't read into anything else. Was he normal? Everything else? Everything else? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, come across anything that would state that yeah i couldn't find any facts there's any, anything else lobster shaped if that's what you're into yes in, yes you know but i'm just talking about the the hands okay. um, that looks like that could be you know appealing to a young lady maybe depending on who you are maybe she had a fetish for that would that also be considered a shocker shocker i mean he damn near killer with that thing <laughs> it's murder <laughs> yeah i mean you i guess could, it's formed for it's for, ready yeah to go. You, you could get a lot going on with that for sure okay Grady would eventually make Mary his wife, but Mary soon realized how violent and angry of a man Grady was. Grady had three children with Mary, two of which were born with the lobster-type claw deformities. They quickly became part of the sideshow act and were called the Lobster Family. Well, that's real original. Yeah, right. How about it? Grady Styles had become intoxicated drinking most of the day and would physically abuse his family. He would get angry, leap out of his wheelchair, and run like an animal on his deformed hands and legs. That's a scary sight. He'd use his claws as weapons on his family. He would attack them, punching and choking, grabbing for their neck, face, and eyes. The family had stated once, while attacking his wife, Grady became upset at his daughter for pushing his wheelchair in between them. Grady became so enraged that he beat his daughter so badly, and she could take no more. Grady would drink all day. In 1973, she had enough, but not until Grady attacked her and used his claws to remove her birth control device from inside her. Wow. So this guy was pretty ruthless. Yeah, like he uh, used his claw-like members to go inside of his wife and remove her UTI, her birth control defect. Yeah, or not crazy. Was it IUD? UTI with it. (laughs) If he... (laughs) If he had that magic, he could get your UTI out with his claw. He'd, he'd yeah. be like a miracle doctor. Yeah, he'd go around to town to town removing UTIs. Who needs urinary tract infections? Who needs antibiotics when you got the claw? Hey, man, this is stuff that I looked up. This is all on the internet, but um, yeah, that happened. Wow. Yeah, but uh, UTI for our listeners out there is a urinary tract infection. And Sorry then, about that. No, hey, it happens. But that that would be cool though if he could get rid of a UTI with his claw. He did remove, what's the other one? What's the the I, other? We were talking about the IUD. IUD. Which is like yes. a birth control. Birth control. I just said birth control. Yeah, I said birth control. <laughs> I mean, what are you, a parrot? You just, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of repeat everything I say. No, no. No, I get it though. But anyway, back to the story. Yeah, let's get back to the story. Mary Teresa would marry again and left the children with their father. A young man named Jack Lane became smitten with Grady's daughter, Donna. There you go back to the lobster people, man. They People love him. Donna wanted to marry Jack, but her father disapproved. Getting away from the house was reason enough for Donna to want to marry him. She told her father she would move with Jack, whether he liked it or not. Yeah, I don't think that's probably a good idea. And I'm sure, you know, he's not going to be too happy about this. Well, with Donna, his daughter was probably this guy liked her. She's like, hey, and it says right there, she wanted to marry to get out of the house. She she didn't want to be around lobster dad no more. Yeah, I feel like I read too at this time she was like 15. Like, real young. Yes, she was. But I think that went on a lot in this community. With the the HOA, you're allowed to have, like, marry at 12 or 13, probably. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'd be pretty pissed, too. But, I mean, this guy, I don't think it takes much at all for him to get pissed. 
Well, the guy drank all day, Dave. Yeah, he, he drinks. Was, I mean, he had a hard life. It's time De- for some action. Definitely had a hard life, and he just wants control. You know, he rules with an iron claw. Yeah, actually, Grady relished the control he had over his family. He told Donna he would kill Jack if they married. According to family lore, it was arranged for Jack to meet Grady in person to ask for Donna's hand in marriage. Assumptions were made that Grady may approve of this marriage. When Jack came to talk to Grady, he shot and killed him instantly. The shot was in Jack's back. When his daughter Donna asked why her dad did it, he looked at her and smiled and said, I told you, I would kill him. Stiles was arrested. He said he was not guilty and shot Jack in the back out of self-defense. Now, not many people get shot in the back out of self-defense, man. No. You're not not coming at somebody, turn around to leave, and the guy's like, ah. No, this guy, like I said, he he was just a piece of work. And for him to tell his daughter, he's like, hey, I told you I would kill him. I mean, he had some gall, man. Yeah, he definitely felt untouchable. Like Elliot Ness. Yeah. Grady put on a show for the jury while his lawyers focused on the deformities and hard upbringing. The jury showed pity for Grady and felt sorry for him as a sideshow and circus freak. Grady was said to have had cried tears during the trial. And just to even think of this guy crying. Yeah. But the people fell for it. He was found guilty of third degree murder and given 15 years of probation. That's right. Probation, not prison. Though he just shot a man in the back in cold blood. Grady would serve his sentence at home. He continued to drink excessively and abuse his family. So when I was thinking about this court case and, you know, thinking, I cannot believe this guy got off. But if you think about it, he spent his life performing. He had to convince a jury along with, I think he had a very good lawyer. And yeah. he put on a show. Pretty much put on a show. And, and, and all not that. Not to say that. I mean, he was found not guilty. Right. But when you bring actors into a courtroom, which is the guy, like you said, from the age of seven, was mm-hmm. acting, putting on a show for people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's in that moment and he does what he does best. Yeah. And I think he had friends of his that were in there supporting him. And he was able with, with the help of a very good lawyer to get off. But actually they said that, I guess it happened in Florida, correct? Yes. So the state of Florida said, we can't take care of this guy in prison. So that was another factor. Mm -hmm. They did not have the facilities nor the manpower or people, I guess, to watch this guy all day long, like he would need. So Florida also a different set of rules down there. I mean, when you can like, you said, have a place where you have circus performers go to live. Right. It's kind of set up different. Right. So everything kind of fell into place for this mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. to get off. Because initially I thought, how could somebody that shot somebody in cold blood? Right in the back. Yeah, get probation. It's just, to me, it was crazy. I only, couldn't comprehend only in, it. Only in Florida, Dave. I guess so. Mary Teresa, learning of his sentence, may have felt sorry for her children and moved home. She remarried Grady. After reconnecting, the violence calmed down just for a while. So Mary Teresa, after hearing that this, you know, her ex-husband let loose, she got the kids at home, she knows he's going to be at home, decides she still loves the man, forgot all about the UTI infection, Mm -hmm. moving on back. No doubt. Yeah, you know, it's just weird. But like I said, if he had something going on, you know, and later in life, maybe she just missed him. You know, maybe. That happens, man. Yeah, it does. Circus love, it's a tough thing. Circus Love. <laughs> Slick Rick had a song about yeah. that. Circus Love. Don't hurt me again. Don't hurt me again, yeah. While Mary was separated from Grady, she married Harry Glenn Newman Sr., called The Midget Man. I what? thought he was a country singer. <laughs> Harry Glenn, Glenn Newman. Harry Glenn Newman, You're yeah. right. Yeah. I think that is his top 10 single, The Midget Man. And actually, thinking about Grady Styles, that's an awesome rap name. 
Like if I was gonna be a rapper, oh, like Grady Styles mixtape, you know what I mean? Just sounds like a good rap name. I was thinking about that. Like it says on the top forty, here is Grady Styles. Grady with, Styles with Harry Glenn Newman Sr. Yeah, the midget man. All right, let me get back to the story here. While Mary was separated from Grady, she married Harry Glenn Newman Sr., called the Midget Man. She gave birth to a son. Their son had no deformities, but was also a freak show performer. I guess you can take the circus out of the freak, but not the freak out of the circus. Yeah, right. He would drive nails and ice picks through his nose with a hammer. In 1992, Mary, who was again being abused, said that something needed to be done. She told her son, Harry, I have $1,500 to bring things to a conclusion. Harry used the $1,500 to pay a neighbor, Chris Wyant, a 17-year-old boy and a carnival worker, to kill Grady. After just hearing about the $1,500, Wyant grabbed the gun and headed over to Grady's trailer. He proceeded to shoot the lobster boy twice in the back of his head while he was sitting watching television in his underwear. Wow, that's, that's pretty Ooh. brutal. Ooh. I mean, but when you're 17, you know what I mean? That seems like a lot of money. A lot of our stories have a lot to do with money. Yeah, it <laughs> A lot of people do things. Revolve around people desperate for money. Mm-hmm. So this kid, he'd be about our age, you know, now, if he's still around. And 40s, probably. Yeah, mid-40s. And they said that he wore a uh, Raiders hat. And an, if you remember IOU back in the day, IOU sweatshirts, yes. IOU t-shirts mm-hmm. from, like, merry-go-round or those stores at the mall. Supposedly that was part of his wardrobe with some Nikes. So I guess this guy was watching like MTV raps back in the nineties and he was like, Oh, that's what gangsters wear. Let me get a Raiders hat. So that's where, you know, the Raiders hats ties the, into the yes, story. The Raiders hat will tie in there. I guess I gave him the power to commit the murder. You to know get what I mean? Straight gangster. Yeah. So yeah, this kid, seventeen, you know, he took the money and did it. And, and, and shot him right there, just watching TV in his undies, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a shame. He was such a great guy. Yes. Yeah. He he was actually it's it's funny. I'm gonna tie one more thing in here. He was actually likened to a villain in the Deadpool comic, and a Deadpool I think was together with Ghost Rider in this one, and it actually took two of them to take out the Grady Styles, the Lobster Boy. He was that strong. Yes. That powerful. Yes. He was possessed in yeah. this comic and became that powerful. That's that's how that's how good of a guy he was, man. Yeah. He, he seemed like a great guy from this story. Yeah, being sarcastic I mean it was I think was, they caught on to that yeah no <laughs> I hope so I don't think anybody deserves to be murdered but I mean this guy he did some did he some did bad some bad things. stuff you know and well here's where the conclusion comes of this story Mary Teresa Chris Wyant and Harry Glenn Newman Jr. were all arrested and sentenced for murder Chris Wyant the gunman was found guilty for second degree murder and sentenced to 27 years in prison Harry Glenn Newman Jr. was convicted of first-degree murder with life in prison without possibility of parole for 25 years. Mary Teresa Stiles, although being abused viciously, was found guilty of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and manslaughter with a firearm. She was convicted to 12 years in prison, and that, my friends, is the story of the Lobster Boy. Wow, so the 17-year-old who actually pulled the trigger got less of a sentence than... The, you know, the older guy, uh, the Harry Glenn Newman, the country singer. Yes, the country singer was sentenced. Uh, to life. Yes, pretty and, much. Well, he said possibility yeah. after 25 years, he could be up for parole. But that's serving 25 straight. 25 straight with possibility of, of parole. Now, what was the 17-year-old again? The 17-year-old was Chris Wyant, and he was found guilty for second-degree murder. Yeah, second degree. Yep, and he was sentenced to 27 years. So he probably got out after like 15, whatever, depending on... So do you think because of his age, they, you know, yeah, they yeah. probably took it easy on him? With good behavior, 27 years, you're probably looking at 15, 
I mean, I'm not like a parole officer. Well, you better or, not say anything bad. He might be still alive and out there. Yeah, he. If, you know, he seemed like a great guy. Yeah, I liked him. I mean, yeah, he's cool. I like the way he dressed. I used to wear Raiders hats. Yeah, also. me too, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Colorado but, Rockies and Raiders hats. No, it's a tragic story, though. It's horrible. I mean, you, you hate to see anybody die, but I mean, the, like this guy, he lived well, a bad life, and and you feel bad for that kid. He probably lived, you know, lived in the trailer park where they were at, and money wasn't probably easy to come by. Well, they said he heard $1,500 and he jumped to it. He said, okay, what I got to do? Yeah. I'll do what you need me to do. I need some bills. A crazy story though. And it is a shame. And and most of our stories to our audience are, are going to be like this. So, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just unfortunate, but you know, the thing is like with these guys, like this Grady styles, I mean, there's gotta be people like that still around today. I oh, mean, definitely. Well, that's the thing. Deal with this. They don't have these uh, traveling circuses as much anymore. I mean, I haven't seen any. They come around. I mean, they have those those little dumb ones that set up in front of the mall. <laughs> those rides that are falling apart. I don't know. They, that you they have, don't want to put your kids on. Yeah, you feel bad they, about it. You buy tickets. Yeah, it's like they set it up for the weekend. It's three dollars for like all you can ride, but you don't want to put your kids on that. No, because I watch them put it up. No, yeah, it's very dangerous. I guess they, that'd be the modern day version. They do have those still, mm-hmm. but like you said, they don't have the ones where the performers are there, the circus freaks, as they would call them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're probably working at uh, like Chick-fil-A or something, man. I don't know. I mean. Hard, hard to find jobs. Yeah. I mean, with that condition, you're exactly right. Might work the griddle. Could, you know. <laughs> I mean, that would be like, if you worked at like Red Lobster, that'd be weird. You know, you could be like a mascot <laughs> or something. Mascot. They, <laughs> just, they just put the hat on him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he could be there, put that hat on just with like a little antenna. Just yeah. say like, hey, everybody. They could wheel him out. You know, he's bumping into the aquarium out there. You know what I mean? Hanging out. I mean, that would probably turn people off. Like, hey, hey, great. Get back to work. You got a uh, fish and chips in two minutes. Yeah. I mean, kids would like it. I mean, you you know, I think it'd be. <laughs> sit on his lap for yeah, a dollar. Get a picture. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff like that. But I mean, really though, I mean, it, it's sad to say, but. With that condition, like, you're kind of limited. There's limited. no more circuses and freak shows and all that going around. It's a tough world, man. It's a tough uh, world. Yeah, and, I mean, with special effects, like, it's not even, like, like, back then people would pay money to go see that because, like, you're just reading books or you're trying to visualize, but to see weird stuff, like, you'd have, that stuff was real, and there's no special effects, so you could see it in person and be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. But now you watch TV, you're so jaded. Yeah, that's watch- all special effects now. To do something like that when you had, like, the real deal when you were mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah, now with, like, movies and TV... You see so much stuff. Nothing, like, shocks you anymore. You know what I mean? But well, to see him, like you said, somewhere with your kids, I think the it, kids would look like... Oh my or maybe, it wouldn't, maybe it wouldn't bother him at all because they're so used to seeing stuff on TV anyway. Yeah, they'd be like, that's fake, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, it's not real. But, yeah, I mean... yeah. Like, I take, mean, take your claws off, buddy. Yeah, I've seen it yeah. all before. Yeah, it's fake. Yeah, man, I really like that story. And I'm glad you found it. That was enjoyable to do. Thanks, Dave. I don't know about you, but I'm in the mood for some shellfish. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah i don't know what place is open right now around here uh some shrimp yeah, lobster something like, something like that yeah. yeah dip something in butter wear one of them bibs with a claw you know those bibs with the i thought you were like bibs and oven mitts <laughs> those ones too that would work like an all-you-can-eat buffet now but this story kind of got me in the mood but anyway that was a fun one to do for our second one and what do we got next week next week we have the kill for thrill murders Yes, so this is one I heard about at Music Trivia the other night. A friend of ours that was there. It's a story coming out of Western PA. Yep, out there, Pittsburgh. So Keeping it in the Pennsylvania population here. Yeah, once again, real excited about it. Don't know much about it, so we'll be researching that. And back at you next week. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we will see you on the flip side. Later.
Thanks for hanging out at the Old Dirty Basement. Please subscribe and leave a review. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Old Dirty Basement and on TikTok at Old Dirty Basement Podcast. On behalf of Dave and Matt, this is Shallow Throat. Till next time, where it never gets too deep in the shallow end.